Cappy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Now, here's Coach Cappy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester, the Players' Edition of the Greg Campy Show. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is the coach. Greg Campy, everybody's here out at RJ's Pub. Kind of Another... quiet in here, though. Yeah, they are kind of quiet. You guys are you guys all right? You guys get in? Yeah, there they go. There they go. Look at. I thought everybody was eating. So how about this camp? You got. We're doing the Greg Campy show here on Detroit's 1130 MWDF and the fan. We got a huge crowd here at RJ's. You got the Oakland All Access show playing on the TVs on, on Fox Sports Detroit. This is exactly what you thought it would be when you set foot on campus 35 years ago, right? That show's on now. I thought that was on at 630. Looks like it's on at 7, Coach. Uh, yeah. Sarah said it was on at 7. I thought she was wrong because it said on here 630. So. I think maybe, I guess Max was wrong. Or, yeah, yeah, Max must be wrong. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get going. we got a lot to get through. We've got to get the players up here. Questions Ab for them. Absolutely, Coach. So we just got back into town uh, about four about four hours ago or so. And, uh, you know, the game last night against Georgia, two-point basketball game with uh, four, four and a half minutes to go, I think was the number, two-point basketball game. You guys fought back. You were down 17 at one point. Really a good basketball game last night. You had a chance to win it. Yeah, I mean, you, you Two points, uh, I think it was 65, 60, or 66, 64 with, you know, four to go. And we only scored five points the last five minutes of the game. And, you know, everybody seems to think it's because we were tired or ran out of gas. I personally don't. I think that we just didn't execute down the stretch. We had a bunch of open shots that we missed. And uh, we made a couple mistakes defensively that, that they capitalized on. And then they made, they, they had a guy make a falling down runner. And they had a kid get an and one on a really nice pass. You have to really credit the kid. They found a little seam against the zone. And on film, it was a, it was a hell of a pass the kid made to it for a, a dunk. Put, us up, put them up four. We came down. We took a little bit of a quick shot. Now, a guy has been making shots took it, so I don't have that big of a problem with it. But at that time, we probably will learn from that that we want to play inside out. Um, and then... We had a turnover that hurt us, and all of a sudden it was seven again, and then we had to scramble. Um, we did a good job of that, though. You know, we pressed, got a steal, got a wide-open three, and couldn't make it. So, you know, my my reading of the game was that, you know, it wasn't that we ran out of gas or anything like that. We just didn't make plays in the last couple of minutes. I think the players would tell you the same thing. We we felt great. I mean, we came out of their timeout with 4.50 to go. And I think everybody in the timeout, thought, everybody in our huddle thought we were going to win the game. We felt great. We had a lot of juice going. We had a lot of hop in our step. Um, we, had, we had made a hell of a comeback. Uh, we came back twice, Neil. We had gotten it to three, and they made a couple good plays, and then we got it back to two, and uh, just didn't go our way. And it is. Obviously, it's tough, too. You get down in that deficit, and you fight all the way back in the SEC gym there. But... You know, make no mistake, and those fans had seen that before uh, with Georgia and Oakland. You guys obviously got the win the last time, squared off against Georgia here in the arena in the game down there a couple of years ago, went right down to the end, a 50-50 call that we got that we didn't end up getting uh, in the end. But you, you could sense that with their fans, too, that they thought, oh, no, here we go again. Well, they had just blown an 18-point lead the night uh, their game before against Arizona State and lost in, at the buzzer. And we, we thought we could use that to our advantage, and we did. I mean, we got – we got back in the game. We did all the things we needed to do. Uh, when you play, when Oakland plays a school like that on the road, we played, we did everything we had to do. 
uh, we did not have a good shooting night. Uh, you know, you, if you told me before the game we were only going to shoot 30-some percent, we shoot 48 on the season. You tell me we're only going to shoot 36 or 37 percent, that we were only going to shoot the three at 37 percent, and that we were going to shoot free throws at 70 percent, and that we would have a chance to win the game, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, you know, and we did. And that that's a good sign because, you know, what's gotten us in trouble this year, our defense and our rebounding. Uh, last night we took a major step forward, especially uh, late in the game uh, we'd gone, or late in the sec late in the first half we had played a lot of zone early because Xavier got two quick fouls and I didn't want him out of the game. So we went to the zone to keep him uh, hopefully out of foul trouble, which it did. And then early in the second half, we switched back from zone to man. And, and that series of man-to-man -man defense, I think we got six out of seven consecutive stops. And uh, probably the best defense we've played against a good man-to-man -man all year. And, Coach, what about that? And I talked about it on the pregame show on the radio with assistant coach Tony Jones. And you're somebody, it'd be very easy for you, Coach, and be very easy for your staff who's had a lot of success to say, look, this is how we do things. We do things this way. I've had a lot of success doing it. But you guys analyzed the situation and said, hey, you know, that there are some, there are a couple of wrinkles that we're going to have to throw in here to try to improve things. You continue to evolve as a coach, even 35 years in the game here at Oakland. Well, I, I, that's nice of you to say, but I, I, it's more about the players and, and figuring out what they do best and them learning about themselves, too. And then, you know, the film session before the game wasn't a real fun film session for them because they saw some things that wasn't very good. And I give them a ton of credit. They learned from it, and they we really we really had a nice defensive effort last night. And I think we'll continue to get better defensively. We had great effort last night, especially in the in the zone that we put in. Uh, our wings really really played their tails off, and the guys at the front of the zone played really really hard. And um, you know it was it was good to see. I mean, right now we're trying to build something for December 28th when the league starts. And um, I like where we're going. The record doesn't show it, but I really like where we're going. I've told them I think they have a chance to be a really, really good basketball team, a chance that could do some special things. And uh, we're going to keep battling and trying to get better defensively, especially on the boards. League play does start. It's coming up soon. But uh, before that, a little trip up the highway to East Lansing on Friday night, which we'll get into in a little bit. I, uh, Russ wanted me to ask you this here. Do you notice something different about the room, something that you talked I about see, last I week? I see that thing either covered up up there or it's gone. I, I hope it's gone, but it looks like it might just be covered. <laughs> that green Spartan that yeah. was up there. Yeah, this week, that's no, that's a no-go here that's at right. RJ's Pub in Rochester. That that's is a no-go. Right. It is college night here, college night on Wednesdays at RJ's Pub. $2 domestic pints, $4 crafts. They got three fifty Coronas going, Modelo bottles, $4 margaritas, and, of course, the staple 75-cent tacos, which uh, – I support that. I'm all about that. Uh, this is the Greg Campy Show. He is a coach, Greg Campy. We are live at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Hey, and, and, Coach, what about that, too? You, you mentioned the film session. In, in talking at dinner with James Beck, who had, who had a very strong rebounding game last night, grabbed nine rebounds in 23 minutes, uh, locked up with the best rebounder in the SEC. I mean, that's not what I think of Claxton. That's a fact. That's what the numbers say. He is the best rebounder in the SEC. And, and James Beck referenced the film session. And said, I didn't like, he said exactly what you said. He said, I didn't like what I saw on the film. And I came out with an edge in my game and, and wanted to step things up, and he did. Well, we've got to continue to do that, though. That's, that's part of the steps of getting better is understanding what you're doing wrong. And the best way to do that is to see it. I mean, you know, we can yell until we're red in the face, which we do a lot. And, uh, but until they see it and see it themselves and see the mistakes they make, 
that's how you improve and and uh which is why i'm fighting so hard for us to get a film room uh, since we don't have one but uh anybody that's got a couple million dollars that would like to donate it uh that would help us with our practice facility and and the film room that we need so badly um gary but, gilbert's here he's probably got that in the, the change and, and department his, in his car and it, yeah probably <laughs> so gary you can shove that our way and help us um so yeah i, I think film is the best teaching thing that, that there is um and again we're just striving to get better and that's what we want to do every time we take the floor we want to get better and then there's purpose in uh, in the end of the season that you know we want to win a conference championship we want to win a conference tournament championship we want to go to the NSA tournament we want to get a win in the NSA tournament so those are our goals and you know that's what those film sessions do or help us uh, games like Georgia helped us we saw some things we we, we probably won't see in the regular league season uh, but it it helped us get better you know coach and to we talked about this in, in the postgame interview last night Georgia, too, uh, very fortunate. They had some contributions from some guys that, that don't typically contribute in those ways. A, a guy like Turtle Jackson, uh, their point guard is a 21% three-point shooter. He goes four for his first four from three. But those are the kinds of things that happen on the road sometimes. It's, it seems as though. Well, and those are the things you have to overcome and figure out and go out there and make adjustments. And our guys did. We did a really good job. We played that zone. We haven't played that zone all year. And uh, we, we played it pretty good. Uh, and then when we went man-to-man, we kept the ball. You know, one of the problems that we've had is we've been giving up straight line drives to the basket. And then when the help comes, they miss and they get the rebound and lay it in. And uh, we didn't see that last night, only maybe a couple possessions last night. And our field goal percent defense, which has been just ridiculous. If you look at our numbers from the offensive side, our numbers are analytically the best uh, I've seen in a long, long time with some of the great teams we've had here. Our numbers are better than those. We're shooting the three at the highest rate we've ever shot it, make-wise. We're our assist-to-turnover ratios top ten in the country. We're like in the top ten in the country in four or five different categories, which you know we've been there before in a couple categories. But this many categories, it's it's pretty telling on how well we play offense, how team-oriented we are, how we share the ball, even though. You know, Xavier is our leading scorer and gets a lot of shots. We play through him, um, but we share the ball extremely well. Uh, we're, we're getting 20 assists a game, which is top five in the country. We only turn the ball over at, a, at about 10 and a half a game, which is top 20 in the country. So we have these great numbers, but yet we're 4-8. and eight. And if you look at why we're 4-8, and eight, because our defensive field goal percentage, which is a, comp a variation of rebounding, is just uh, terrible. I mean, we're over 50%, which is I've never seen that before. Uh, last night, you know, we've, we've addressed it. We've talked about it as a team. We understand why it's there. We've seen on film why it's there. We can't continue to give up straight line drives, layups. We can't continue to give up a rebound for a layup. If you shoot and miss and get a rebound laid in, it's 50%. And uh, we go to Georgia last night, and we hold them to 41% from the floor, which is, is a big step in the right direction. doesn't mean we're there. And, you know, we're, we're going into a hornet's nest on, on Friday night. Uh, you talk about the best rebounding team in the country and one of the top field goal percent teams in the country. So, you know, if we can go to Michigan State and hold them to 41% and, and the same rebounding rate we had last night, then we've really made a, a big step. 
We got some questions we'll get to a little bit later on on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. So if anybody's here in the crowd at RJ's Pub, feel free to fire off a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll get to those in a little bit. We'll take our first break. When we come back, Xavier Hill Mays will join us here at RJ's Pub. You are listening to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in us. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248 468 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, Real Team Real Estate. Neil Rule here for D2 Technologies. D2 Technologies is here for all of your business or residential technology needs. Business owners, you know network infrastructure is the backbone of your business. It is. And D2 Technologies can save you money on the design and installation of your networks, phone systems, or security cameras. Are you a homeowner and want that complete home theater experience? Yeah. D2 Technologies is your answer. Dennis Burnham, the owner and installer at D2 Technologies, has done work in my home and is one of the best in the business. That's fact, not opinion. We have to call. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. David Cumberland right wing will drive it into the paint. Hands it up. Back with a two-hand jam. The double team came from Bexman. JC found JV. And he threw it down with a four top. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, the players' edition of the show. Big crowd on hand here, uh, as is becoming the tradition. Uh, people are getting here early now, Camp. Get that prime real estate, get those good tables uh, far away from the stage so they don't have to look at me. So I, I know that's what they want to do. But uh, we are having a good time here at RJ's uh, with college night going on. we got an RJ's trivia question we'll get to in just a couple minutes. They, they've upped the stakes, Coach. $20 gift certificate on the line. And look, I'll tell it everybody. It was 10 last week. It was 10 last week. He, he's pumped it up to 20 this week. I so. shamed him into that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you absolutely did. And everyone that's here has the edge because uh, tonight we're recording this show here at RJ's. It's going to air tomorrow night at 7 on WDFN. So you guys have the edge in uh, getting the trivia question. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But right now, as promised, we're joined 
by one of the very best scorers in the country. That's not my opinion. That's mathematical fact. You can check the numbers. FedEx, Xavier Hill-Mays joins us here on the Greg Campy Show. What's going on, Xavier? Nothing much. Thank you for having me. Hope everybody's having a good time. Absolutely. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Just this got is, back from the road trip. This oh. is a relaxing thing. You know, you know, there's no camera or anything. Just speak up have fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, just happy to be back, you know, uh, Michigan. Long road trip, you know. But um, got to get ready for Friday and then get ready for 28th. So. And what about that, Xavier? Getting getting into Breslin, another crack at Michigan State. Uh, oh, yeah. You've been a part of this in the past. You've seen it up close and personal. A uh, li little bit little bit extra on the line, isn't there? I know that's not – the coaches don't say it like that and the players don't usually say that, but l let's be honest about it. There's a, there's a little extra juice when you take the floor at Breslin, isn't there? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's, it'll be my third time playing against them. Um, so it'll definitely be exciting to just be in that place and get a win, play hard, leave it all out there. And um, I know a lot of these guys haven't played against – it'll be their first time, so it'll be exciting in that aspect too. What What can you tell them? What will you tell them if we prepare for that game for guys that have never been in that environment? Although the Izon won't be there. I mean, it's going to be a little bit different because, you know, they're on break. So the, uh, I watched their game Sunday against or, yeah, Sunday against Green Bay, and it was nowhere near as loud as it normally is. Uh, but we're going to have a bunch of people there. And so what, how will you tell the freshmen and the guys that haven't played to prep for that game? What will you tell them? Don't, don't pay attention to the fans. Don't pay attention to – the the people that are sitting in the stands focus as hard as you can on the play the next play don't look back um and just give maximum effort consistently because i know state has always been a team that likes to run and they move fast as fast as you can possibly imagine so if they you're probably, not going they probably get the ball up the floor faster yeah than faster than anybody play. exactly yeah. so if you're not if you if you're yeah. focusing on the previous play you you know you're gonna you're gonna pay the price Xavier, what about that, too? Because a lot of fans uh, that are in this area, they think, all right, the Big Ten basketball, they, they kind of grind and they go at it and it's low scoring and it's rough and tumble and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Michigan State will move on you, and Cassius Winston will get the ball, and he will go. It, explain to everybody what that's like to see that speed, to deal with, have to deal with that speed more importantly. I mean, the Big Ten, they're, big, they're bigger, they're faster than a lot of uh, mid-major or low-major conferences. But um, one thing that, you know, kind of – balances everything out is the skill level the talent but you know they're fast they're big they like to run because that's how they get their that's how they make up for the lack of skill that's how you know they get a lot of points um they get the layups you know and they try to get quick shots um once they settle down to half court then you know then we could you know come together as a defense and try to get some stops so i think that's what it really comes down to we've we've against them over the years one of our things that we've tried to do in our game plan is to make sure that they have to play half-court offense against us. And then we got to rebound. Um, some, a lot of times with Michigan State, their offense starts when they shoot it. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they throw it up there because they know they can go get it back. And we have to keep the floor, we have to keep the ball out of the paint. You know, we've got to keep the ball out on the perimeter. We can't get ripped and driven where we have to sag in and help. And because then we're just going to get killed on the board. So. It's really important that we take transition away and that we make them play half-court offense. And Coach, I was talking to Tony Jones uh, at breakfast this morning and, and kind of had the analogy of they want a party, but you got to keep the party boring. you get, you got to keep everybody away from the punch bowl. No, don't let anybody out on the dance floor. 
just keep everybody off to the side and, and just keep it real boring. Is that is that how you is that how you do it? You have any idea what he's talking about? That's an interesting analogy. I've never heard anybody really use that one before. I um, have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> you do too, Camp. Stop. You you know what I'm trying are you, to say. Are you referring to the punch bowl as what's what's the punch bowl? No, you know they have like the bowl of punch at the party yeah. and stuff like that, and the DJ and the music plays. You want to keep everybody up against the wall. Nobody out on the dance floor. You just want to keep it really boring. In relation to, to what on them, the basketball keeping court? Keeping them, stopping them from running and, and getting getting the party going. We're wasting some time here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, Xavier. Basically, we don't want the game to be 100 to 95. Right. Okay, if yeah. We're going to win. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the higher the score, the less chance of us winning. For us to, to beat Michigan State Friday night, we've the score has got to be, you know, 65 to 64, 65 to 60. We've got to – you know, we have to shoot the ball extremely well. We've got to defend and rebound. Their field goal percentage has got to be low. And then the biggest thing, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, is that, you know, in the last four or five years, we've had a chance to win every one of those games. But we're always at the end of the game, we're doing it without our top players because they've all fouled out. Um, I, I think the, the two years ago, the last time you played, you were, you were killing them inside. Yeah. And uh, you picked up a couple – questionable fouls yeah yeah how do you deal with that though Xavier when you when you go into these power five builds and and you're you're a marked man and it just always seems to shake out that way whenever I've been around going back to Jalen Hayes Keith Benson when, when you get in these power five gyms that that's always something you got to be aware of yeah definitely um you just have to be aware of the calls you, you know doing some stuff in our arena I might not be able to get away with you know if I'm in Georgia or if I'm in the Breslin Center so I think that you have to keep an awareness out there and just understand that these refs might not give you the benefit of the doubt and not call the foul. Maybe maybe it will be a foul, maybe it won't be, you know. You just can't give them that opportunity to put it out there. And that's one thing that, you know, I'm continually learning and I'm trying to get better with because um, I don't want to be in foul trouble at the end of games. I don't want to have two fouls quick in five minutes and, you know, frustrated on the bench. I know I want to be out there. So that's, you know, another thing that I'm learning. What about the fact that, that Coach Campy has trusted you in those situations when you pick – there's been situations where you picked up two fouls in, in the first five minutes of play. Coach Campy has trusted you to be out there, and you've had to learn. You, you've had some times exactly. where you've been out there, you, you picked up that third foul, and Coach would say, Xavier, I, I have to ride with you. I have to be able to trust you in these situations. And you've seemed to have grown in, in a short amount of time in that role. Yeah. And um, when I picked up two fouls, um, I remember one time it's like, you can't foul no more. I think um, two minutes later I fouled again. So <laughs> Northeastern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I try to I know I try to just learn from it as much as I can and just understand why why he wants me to be out there. You know, if a lot of the fouls that I've committed, he tell he tells me a lot of the time, just you don't need to do that. You know, going up to block a shot, just rebound and just go down on the offensive end and execute, you know. What about that, Xavier? Because you have to, in having to be aware of that, but it's your it's your innate tendency to want to block a shot, exactly. to want to stop somebody from scoring. But the coach, coach has said this before in practice, it's two points. Exactly. The ball goes through the bucket, we get the ball, we move on, yeah. and, and that's the way it goes. So how hard is that to fight that back, though? Because the you know your tendency is to want to go after it and stop them from scoring. Well, in the past, I mean, I felt like, being a sh being a shot blocker was how I was going to get on the court, but now you know the role has changed. So, you know, five times out of ten, you know, I'm probably not going to block the shot. I'm probably not going to get a hand on it. So I just kind of. So why risk it? Exactly. You know. So what was your opinion last night? Of what went wrong? So many people have asked me today, you know, why you you 
got it back to two points, and then bam, it was over. What what do you think happened there, and what can we learn from that, so that when we're in that position, maybe tomorrow night, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe in the NCAA tournament, or maybe in the league championship game, you know, you you get behind, you battled back. What what did you think that went wrong for us? What we'd not do? Probably take care of the basketball. Um, just thinking about thinking back to the game, I, I remember some. There were some key turnovers that we had. I remember there was a possession that we could have had the the ball rebounded and we turned it over, and we came down, we turned the ball over again. Um, I think that just taking care of the ball down the stretch was a big part of it, um, and I think we made some 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 quick fouls. But I, thinking back to that Georgia game, I definitely know that turnovers became a big part. We had some turnovers and traveling calls and throwing the ball away so um I think that turnover is probably the number one thing what have you learned you know you, you're in a completely different role than you've ever been in your life all right you're now we you heard me say earlier tonight that we want to play through you which means you know for us I think to be great on offense we we got to get the ball in your hands that doesn't mean you have to shoot it like a couple of shots you shot last night that I didn't really want you shooting you didn't have to take those right yeah. um and you're <laughs> learning that right yeah Okay. Part of the process. Uh, part of the process, yep. But what is it like for you to know, you know, like to get yelled at because you made a foul or, you know, when you were playing behind Jalen, you went in there and you make a couple fouls. You knew you weren't going to play that many minutes anyway, so it's no big deal. But now you're learning that you have to stay on the floor to help our team. You're, you know, you've got to play, you know, right now you're averaging 31 minutes a game. Um, I think that's probably be a you know, you played 36 last night, which I think is about probably three, three or four too many. Um, but, I, you know, what do you think of that? What do, what is, um, how do you feel about playing that many minutes? How, many, how do you feel about trying to stay on the floor? The roles change. Ball's got to go through you. What's your thinking on that? I think the number one thing that is definitely in my head is probably quickly understanding what's going on, quickly making evaluations on the game, understanding it, making adjustments on the fly, you know. In the past, uh, if I made a mistake or something, I could I would go to the bench and then I could think about it, have, pe- have people in my ear tell me what I did wrong, and, you know, I could think about it. Now that I'm playing almost 30, almost 40 minutes a game, I have to make these evaluations on the fly. You know, I don't have much time. You know, coaches might tell me something, but I have to understand what's going on. And I think that's been the biggest part of it, just learning and continuing to evaluate whatever the team is doing, the defense, and then telling my teammates what to do, you know, whether it's defensively or them telling me what to do defensively, just being a better, having better communication on the floor is probably the number one thing that's that's changed. I got nothing else for him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Xavier. Well, here, I'll hit you with this on Twitter because we got some tweets coming in with the hashtag AskCampy. And it's the holiday season right now, so, so I'm going to ask this to everyone that comes up here today. Uh, Matt Thomas tweets at us and says, if Santa could bring you one thing this year, what would it be and why? A birthday cake. Because I, I haven't Tomorrow's had a birthday. Tomorrow's your birthday, right? Yeah. No, not tomorrow, the 21st, Friday, when we go. Friday. Well, when we play Michigan State. Yeah, I haven't had a birthday cake in a while, so I would I really like a birthday cake. It can come late. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But uh, if not a birthday cake. What kind? You don't man, know? Chocolate for sure. Chocolate. Uh, chocolate cake, man. You ever had banana? No. no. Oh, never man. had banana. You're well, missing out. You've I had never banana had ice cream. Banana I had a cake. banana ice cream cake. No, I never had no, banana cake. No, just a banana cake with a white cream frosting. They no, don't do that. They don't have that in the South? No, I don't think they do. 
I don't, I never How many people many. in here have had a banana banana cake with white cream fries? Right, yeah. No nuts, though. Some people put nuts in them. No nuts, no, right? No. I mean, you no. got to, you got to, if I, if I was a baker, I'd bake you one. But. <laughs> You're not a baker, Cam? No, I cook, but I don't bake. Really? No. Nope. You ever, you ever think about taking that skill on? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> I'll let somebody else do that. <laughs> <laughs> Final couple minutes here with Xavier. What was what was that? No, not just. Oh, okay. Thought you had something that you want to get to. Final couple minutes here with Xavier Hill Mays, uh, one of the leading scorers in the nation, and they're showing the All Access show right now on Fox Sports Detroit. Xavier, those guys there, the, the Grizz gang, uh, rolled down to Xavier. Uh, you've noticed this too, because you've been you've been yeah. here for a little while. The culture, uh, the culture's changed with the, the culture Grizz has gang. definitely changed. You know, I love those guys. I love everybody that participates in the Grizz gang. Those guys put in so much effort and sometimes I feel like we don't even deserve it you know they're the energy the that they bring to each game is unbelievable for sure when they rolled down to Xavier and they were <laughs> they were nagging the the Xavier fan section that was awesome to see and it was awesome to hear you know they would just look at them and all of them would be in unison together cheering so that was definitely great you know the Grizz gang is awesome and um I love those guys for sure one of the things that in last week's show we had a bunch of the Grizz gang here, and one of the things they learned down at Xavier was after the game, the Xavier players went to the their student section. I didn't see that. I walked off the floor. Mm -hmm. But they said the Xavier players went to the student section and high-fived them and everything, and they asked me if I could get you guys to do that instead of, you know, shaking hands and going through the tunnel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shake hands and then go. Maybe you can, to go, the out, Grizz gang. You can go out where you go in there and go over to them and, and do that. That'll be something. They deserve it, honestly. They they do deserve it. The they put in a lot of work. They the the amount of people that they bring out, you know, the promotion that they do for the games. Honestly, they do deserve it. I think that'll be something great that we could do. Well, Xavier, appreciate you coming over here. You got anything else for X coach? Nope. Before we let him go, uh, Xavier like Hill Mays, everybody, one of the best scores so, in the country. We'll take our next break here on the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub. It's brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars, having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Real Team Real Estate is locally owned and headquartered just down the road in Shelby Township. Real Team Real Estate is not your typical big box retail operation. Visit them on the web at mirealteam.com. 
Tell them Neil Rule sent you. They have five offices in the metro area, so whether it's Rochester or Romeo, Real Team has you covered. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate. Hurry into the Dodge Big Finish event for great deals all month long. That's the new holiday greeting in Santa's workshop, and he's even upgrading his ride. Like the Dodge Charger, America's only four-door muscle car with all-wheel drive. But it has to be functional like Durango, the most technologically advanced, fuel-efficient, and powerful V8 in its class. And loaded with horsepower, like the Challenger's most affordable V8 in its class, Santa wants his sleigh to really fly. Ho, ho, go! Sorry, reindeer. Hurry in for great deals at the Dodge Big Finish event. Well-qualified returning FCA employee lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2018 Dodge Journey GT all-wheel drive with a V6 engine for $149 a month for 24 months with 2,382 do-it signing. Tax title license extra. Based on 2019 Ward's Midsize Sport Utility Vehicle segment. Available V8. Based on Ward's Middle Specialty segment. Call one 888 dodge for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through U.S. Bank. Current lease must end by 1620. 25 cent charge. Reach mile over 20,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 1219. Xavier Hill Mays. Long three. Left corner. Of course. FedEx delivers a triple. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pump. The players are out here tonight, Golden Grizzlies and the Michigan State Spartans on Friday night in Breslin. Of course, you can hear it all right here on your home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, Detroit's 1130 AM, WDFN, the fan on the Real Team Real Estate Golden Grizzlies radio network. We got the questions coming in with the hashtag Ask Campy. We'll get to those coming up in just a little bit. But uh, right now, we, we just talked to one of the best scorers in the country, so we figured we'd bring in one of the best three-point shooters in the country. He is Javen Cumberland. JC, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. It's good to have you out. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. That sounds kind of... Thanks what? for having me. <laughs> That's all you can come up with? Uh, what more do I say? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's really good to be here, you know... RJ's, well, the, the J wings J are so good here. Russ takes care of us. This is your chance to talk. I haven't uh, tasted my wings yet. So. <laughs> Javen Cumberland's wings are sitting over there. We'll get, right. we'll get you over to the wings in All just right. a couple minutes. Uh, well, Coach, you know, Javen's a, a man of few words. Yeah, I guess so. This <laughs> is his chance, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Javen, talking about that, uh, how the season's going for you so far, that, that three-point percentage uh, up around in the mid-40s, which – you know, you took the red shirt last year. The year before that, you, you were one of the best, if not the best, three-point shooter on the squad by percentage. Uh, that's nothing new, new for you to, to make those shots at that kind of rate. When you're open, you're going to knock it down. At least that's what you feel when you shoot it, right? Yeah, it definitely helps with uh, Xavier in there because uh, they double-team him. I'm wide open, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's really nice to have uh, X in there. So we, they double-team. Uh, we move, and we just make open shots. And, and I've talked about this with, with Coach in that this is a little bit different even from the Oakland teams I've been around. You guys at any one time have three, sometimes four, knockdown shooters mm -hmm. out there on the floor. Uh, you guys aren't afraid to really spread that wealth around. you got Braden, you, uh, Kamari Newman out there as well. I mean, these are all 40-plus percent three-point shooters. Yes, it, it's uh it's really easy when I'm uh, making shots when you're wide open, but Xavier, again, they double team, and then we're just spotting up, knocking them down. What about you, Coach, having, having all these shooters at your disposal? That, that is something that's a little bit different for you, though, isn't it? Well, we've, this always, many? Yeah, we've always been a team that, that had somebody out there that could really shoot the three. 
Um, this team is a little different in that, we, as you just said, we can put, I mean, you know, Pittman hasn't gotten really a chance to play, but he's proven in practice he can really knock it down. You know, the, o the only guy that, that we would put out there that maybe isn't a knockdown three-point shooter is Stan. Uh, but Stan can do a lot of other things, you know, with his athleticism. And, and the, what we're doing offensively is helped him this year uh, because it's, he can curl off screens and he can get the ball in position where he can score the ball. And so the, the offense that we're running this year, and again, it's a brand-new concept this year, and we're only 10, 12 games into it, but we're putting up some, some fantastic numbers, really leads to the abilities of our players, and that's why we're running it. Uh, you know, we didn't just say, okay, we're going to run this because we're going to run it. We we decided to do it because it fits who we have. And, and you, you know, he, he's – I feel like he can make seven threes in any game we play. And I think, uh, you know, I didn't know that about Brayden. I, I never thought that when we recruited Brayden, and Brayden that he was going to be a great three-point shooter. But he's, you know, I mean, he's leading the country in field goal, the three-point field goal percentage right now. So obviously it's it's fit him well too, and then you've got Kamari and you've got uh, Trey Maddox is is shooting 50% from the three right now. He's had two good games in a row where he's increased his percentage. Uh, his, his number is a small number though, still. So we you know well, he's taken like 15 or 16 when he gets up to 100, where I'm hoping it's at you know 45 to 50. Um, and uh, I don't know who I'm missing, but there's other guys out there that could. Jordan Nobles can really shoot the ball. We've 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 got a lot of really good knockdown shooters, and as Javen is saying, it, it, if you play through X, if you play through um, a Beck in there where we get the ball and we can score by the basket now and then, a kickout pass is really going to we're going to have open people. The, the best threes to make, and this is statistically proven, that the best threes you make are when the ball comes from the basket out. You just shoot the ball. I don't know why it is, but a pass from inside out, you catch and, you're, and you shoot, the percentages are better. The, 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 the numbers show that. And, you know, a pass from wing to the top to the wing and a shot is not shot as well as a rebound out or a pass inside out is shot. And I think part of that is just squaring up and things like that. So when you have a guy that can demand attention in the post like we have, it's going to help us with shooting. Uh, Javen, break that break that down. You know, you, you heard Coach give the numbers. When that ball comes from the post or comes from inside the basket, what's going through your mind as a shooter? Uh, I mean, goes in, feeling great. But as you said, again, when we play through X, it really helps us. When we move, cut, when they double team, we really uh, can really find – well, he does a great job of finding us, so – He's getting not, better at it. Yeah. I don't know if he does a great job, but he's getting better at it. These last couple of games, he's done pretty good yeah. at it. Yeah. He has a few turnovers here and there, trying to do a little too much once in a while, but he's learning. Yeah. Javen, what about this? Because I talked about the fact that you're a man of a few words, and mm -hmm. you don't say a whole heck of a lot all the time, except what I've noticed on the road, especially this month, when sometimes the fans will try to give it to you a little bit. You get a little chirpy over there in the corners and stuff like that. And, and I've, all, I've talked about it during the broadcast. When it happens and they start to get on you a little bit, you seem to lock in a little bit more, and, and you go into another level where you begin to make shots. Does, does that really get you going sometimes when, when, when you're having some discussions with a fan sitting courtside? Uh, I mean, it just really fuel, fuels me. I mean, really at Northeastern they started chirping at me and stuff, but it just fuels me just 
wants me to make him shut him up, really. At Northeastern? Yeah. No, I wasn't there. I didn't hear him. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was in the second half. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know about that. <laughs> yeah, you had a different view uh, at, at that time, Coach. Uh, we're taking questions with the hashtag Ask Camp. You have uh, RJ's trivia question we'll get to in just a couple seconds so, as so well. So let's go with what we were talking about, Xavier, because I bring this up just because they hear me all the time, and I think hearing a player's view, vision and a view of it is good for people. So... Take us through the last five minutes of that game. We came out of that timeout. We got it down to two. What went wrong? Mm, I think, uh, like X said, turnovers, little uh, silly fouls towards the end, and uh, really just those unforced turnovers really really killed us. What do you think caused that? Were you too tired to play? Was was mm. Had you played too many minutes? Did you feel beat? Uh, did you, you know, you committed one of them, so right. you would be a good guy to talk about it. So, uh <laughs> Well, you know, what caused that? Do you, is it something you can learn from? Is it something to focus on? Or did it just happen? Uh, it's definitely something you can learn. Just uh, like you said, down and distance. Just really learning down and distance, knowing the time, knowing the possession. What we really needed was when we got that two point, uh, when we came back, two points, and uh, we really needed a bucket. But like you said, it was an unforced turnover. And like, what if uh, we would have got that uh, to X? He makes a three-point play or something like that. Javen, again, on Friday, Michigan State, the Breslin Center. You've been around this program for a while. Same question that I had for X. Uh, what's it mean to you to get out there at Breslin? You guys want to beat these guys. I mean, I, being real, as, as, a, as an alum of this school, I want us to beat these guys. I mean, Camp wants to beat these guys, obviously. What's, what's that mean to you to be out there on the floor playing against those guys? A little bit extra juice that uh, night? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a big-time game. It's a big-time atmosphere, so you always want to – Bring your best game that game. So, yeah, I think it would be, I think it'd be interesting. All right, Javen, we got this on Twitter, so we'll ask if Santa could bring you one thing. Uh, Matt Thomas on Twitter, if Santa could bring you one thing this year. What would it be and why? A birthday cake? <laughs> nah, no, no birthday cake. <laughs> A banana birthday cake? Have you ever had banana cake? No, nah, I've never had banana cake. God damn, man! <laughs> I never even With heard of cream, it. With cream, white cream frosting, it's unbelievable. <laughs> have to try it sometime. I'm telling you. I, I'm going to have to get some for the team. I don't know where we'll do it, but i got to find somebody. My mom can't cook it anymore. Oh, man, it was good. Santa, what do you want Santa to bring you, Javen? Oh, man. Probably I know the guys really know who I am, so I'd probably say a free pair of shoes. You're, you're a big you're You don't big have enough? No, nah, you can never have enough. Coach, he's, he's, all, he's the man in the sneaker game. JC. I walk into our locker room, and all I see are shoes everywhere. You guys can't even wear them all. I mean, we got 30 games. If it's free, it's me, right? Right. Hey, <laughs> Coach, I don't know if you notice or not, but when we're walking through the airport, JC shoe game is crispy. The kids I, say it's crispy. I don't. I don't pay attention. I'm sorry. I don't pay attention. To <laughs> I but, did. I did pay attention today with Kamari walking through the airport with no shoes and socks and sand. Mm -hmm. What do they call the things that we wear? Flip flops. The flip flops. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which, if he does that again, he probably won't be playing in the next game. Right? I don't think he'll do it again. I hope not. Well, Javen, appreciate you. let him you. know, okay? I will. Javen, appreciate you coming out here. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the RJ's trivia question. We'll have all the questions from Twitter. We'll talk a little bit about Michigan State. It's an action-packed last segment. Javen Cumberland, everybody, one of the best three-point shooters in the country. This is Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. 
U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Through my 20-plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs, I have had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, executives have sought me out to represent them with their own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment with portfolio companies owned by private equity groups. I negotiate executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and, when necessary, severance agreements. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at EvansLawGRP.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Neil Rule here with Dennis Burnham, owner of D2 Technologies, the answer for all your business and residential technology needs. Dennis, why is D2 Technologies the best in the business? Thanks, Neil. D2 Technologies isn't a typical big box corporation. Honest pricing and quality installations are what's important to me. Whether it's a phone system, security cameras, or whatever your technology needs may be, your experience with me from the setup, design, and installation of your project will be a professional and smooth experience, my personal guarantee. D2 Technologies has done work in my home, and I can't recommend Dennis enough. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Right block Xavier. Huge possession for Oakland. Kenny Pittman catches back to Norris. There's five on the shot clock. Norris going to do something. Stepping back between the legs. Dribble. Pull up 18-footer. Off the heel. Rattles and falls. A long two for Brady Norris. He's got seven. Huge bucket for Oakland. 30 to 25. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub, Michigan State, coming up on Friday. Fans here are excited. Huge crowd on hand, as it has been at RJ's Pub here on College Night Wednesdays. Right here at RJ's Pub, this Sunday, December 23rd, all you got to do, wear an ugly sweater. I know you have that part covered, Coach, and get 10% off your total food bill. And remember, RJ's Pub is open on Christmas Eve until 6 p.m. So on Sunday night, wear an ugly sweater. You get 10% off your food. And tonight's show obviously uh, is also brought to you by Spike Still Water by Pura, $2 a bottle, 90 calories, 1 gram of sugar made with coconut water for those who are changing it up for your New Year's resolution, a little bit healthier bar option for you. It's Spike Still Water by Pura. Who decides if it's an ugly sweater? You, so you, you could just say, I don't think that's ugly, and then they don't get their 10% off? Huh? you got some gimmicks going on here, don't you? 
Got him, boy. That's smart business owner yeah. right, right there. Speaking of RJ's Pub, it's time for our weekly RJ's Pub trivia question. $20 gift certificate on the line. And remember, everybody here has the jump on this. So all you got to do, I'm going to ask a question. You tweet an answer with the hashtag AskCampy. Whoever's right first will get a $20 gift card to RJ's Pub. And the question this week, what year did RJ's and Sir Pizza start their relationship with Oakland Athletics? What year did RJ's Pub start their relationship with Oakland Athletics? And I have the answer up here, so tweet it with the hashtag AskCampy. Coach, there's a good story behind that as well uh, that, that you'll get to. You, you shared it, and, and here's a little, a little cheat tip. Coach Campy told this story uh, a while ago, so that, that gives you the time frame. So what year did RJ's Pub start their relationship with the Oakland Golden Grizzlies? I have the answer here. Tweet it with the hashtag AskCampy. When I get the right answer, I'll announce that out on the air. But speaking of Twitter, let's get through these questions with the hashtag AskCampy. Uh, Coach OU Basketball Guy tweets at us. Coach, can you walk us through the decision to have Kenny Pittman not redshirt but not play many minutes? Why not give them to Scott and let KP have a redshirt season with Babatunde? Well, that's an interesting question. We're bringing um, fire out right off the putting you on the spot. Well, the, the, the answer to that is very simple. When, when uh, Braylon Neely left the program, uh, we have to have – you can't go into a season and only have nine guys dressed. You have to have at least ten – You've got to travel. You've got to practice against them. You're going to have guys pop an ankle. You're going to have injuries. And you've got to have every guy on the team's got to have a role. And right now Pittman's role is to step in and be that that guy who's uh, going to be the next man up when somebody goes down. Now, he's also got a chance at practice every week to, you know, prove himself, prove his worth, and get minutes as the season goes on. I've coached – college basketball for 42 years and I've never been through a season where all guys on the team didn't get an opportunity at some point based on attrition just the attrition of a season right yeah. and based on guys not playing you know somebody's going to go into a bad slump and not be able to make a shot somebody's going to roll an ankle and miss a couple of weeks now when those I mean we'll take Braden Norris right now who thought uh, after we walked off the floor opening night against Toledo, who thought that Braden Norris would be our starting point guard and be playing 39 minutes a game? I didn't. I don't think anybody did. Maybe his mom did. <laughs> you know, maybe she did. I, 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 she probably sent me an email. I never looked at it. But, um, you know, things happen, and there, it changes. It's a moving thing every day. Now, Kenny's, Kenny's got a couple minutes here or there um, as practice goes on. He's going to get more minutes as he plays better in practice and learns our sets. And, you know, he he had, he had got behind the, uh, the pendulum because, you know, he was going through the red shirt, and then all of a sudden he's now, okay, Kenny, he's left. I need you to, you know, I mean, we got to do this. And the team's more important right now. And he didn't know the sets. He didn't know, the, you know, those types of things because he was playing the scout team. He was playing, you know, doing the things to help make the team better. Now all of a sudden, you know, he's got to learn those things and it's going to take a little bit of time. And I, I suspect there's going to be a game that he'll, he's going to go out there. He's going to get 12, 14 minutes and all of a sudden he's going to play great, make a couple shots and he's going to cause me to have to play him. And that's what they've got. That's what a guy in his role did. You know who used to be in that role? Xavier. You know who used to be in that role? Javen Cumberland. You know who used to be in that? I mean, you go through the whole maturation of it. There are very few players that come in as freshmen and get the opportunity like a Braden Norris has got. You know, Trey Maddox wasn't playing at all. 
All of a sudden, he started last night, and he scored our first seven points. That got him more minutes, and that and that's how the season works out, and that's how you do it now. There are coaches that just play everybody. I'm not one of those guys. I'm just not one. Done it for a long time. I believe the way we do it's the right way. We've had a lot of success, and I'm not going to change because somebody thinks I should. And, Coach, your offense is a reps-based business, too. I mean, let's let's bottom line that. You know, it's one of the more complicated well, offenses. And yeah, I think what freshmen find, and I'm sure that Trey last night getting the start and scoring right away felt a lot freer. Um, he came off a game where he'd made a couple threes. He was two for ten going into the Hartford game, and now he's made, I think, five of his last six or something like that. Once you make it, you feel better about yourself, you feel like you're contributing, then you can grow and get become a better player. The, the hardest thing for a, for a Pittman or for Trey or for any freshman that's here and they start playing for the first time is the feeling inside them and, and is, you know, I got I to gotta do this to stay on the floor. I got to do that I, instead of just play basketball. And it takes a while to learn it. You just got to play. You're, the reason you're here is because you're a really good player. And you just got to play. And, and you can't – when you're in those roles, you can't hurt the team. You, can't, you don't have to go out there and score 20 points, which they think they do, where all they got to do is go out there and not hurt us, you know, not, not make the big turnover, not, not do something that's going to stop the momentum of, of the game. And I think once, you know, Trey went through that, and he, he, he made some stupid plays, and he came out and probably wondered why he wasn't playing more and that. Now he goes out there, he gets a start, he, he scores, he, and now he's feeling a lot better, and he, he, buried a shot in the, he buried a huge shot in the second half last night from deep that really helped us. And that's just the maturation of how this works. Got some guesses to the trivia question. DeQueen tweets at us and says 2002. Uh, no, that is not correct. You, you're getting close. Uh, Gary Gilbert tweets at us says 1989. No, that's a little bit further away, Gary. But hey, 1989, that was a time frame of the last week's trivia question. So it's not a bad guess. But uh, speaking of Gary Gilbert, oh, too, by the way, uh, Kenny Pittman will be fine. Maybe the best uh, three-point shooter in the state of Illinois coming in out of Simeon High School. You know, a couple guys have come out of Simeon. You know, Jabari Parker, Kendrick Nunn, those guys are pretty good, too. Uh, Gary Gilbert tweets at us, says, when it comes down to sheer determination, who's the best rebounder you've ever coached? Will Hudson, Derek Nelson, question mark. Well, you, I, that's a good question. You've named the two guys that uh, that would be there. Way back in the day, we had a kid named John Henderson back in the D2 days who I would take put in there too. Uh, he was a tremendous rebounder. Um, off the top of my head, I think you probably hit the top two. Uh, Keith Benson, you know, Keith Benson was – because he did so many other things, he never really got the, the uh, credit for it. And because he was playing with Will, they were fighting over the rebounds. Will Hudson was the th – I think he finished the season third in the country in offensive rebounding. And he knew his role, and he just went after every – every time the ball went up, Will Hudson went to it. I, I told our players a couple weeks ago, I said, I have a dog. And I, I used to compare Will to that dog because every time the doorbell rings – my dog runs to the front door. He's done that for about 13 years, and it's never been for him. <laughs> but he, keep, he keeps right? showing up. It's never been for, for, for G. The dog's name is G. Doorbell rings. Somebody knocks on the door. He goes. Not once for him. And that's how you got to be a rebounder. You got to go every time the shot is taken. If you're going to be a great rebounder, you got to go. And uh, Will Hudson had that in him.
Matt Thomas, I'll ask you the tweet. He sent it to you. If Santa could bring you one thing this year, what would it be and why? A Portillo's right across the street next to maybe the Starbucks and the the Jersey Mike's and all yeah. those right there. If we had a Portillo's right there. And one across the street from your house? No, oh, that'd be good enough. That'd be good enough. <laughs> uh, Brian Welch Jr. tweets at us, after 12 games, do you have some idea of a rotation or is it still in the works? Well, I know this. The answer to that's probably 50-50, yeah. I know this. I know that, that uh, you know, X is going to play uh, 30 to 33 minutes is, is our goal. I, I played him too many last night. Um, I know that Braden Norris is going to probably play 35 to 38 minutes, and I know Cumberland's probably going to play 30. He's playing a few too many. I need to get him down to about 33. Um, and then the rest of it's going to be depends on who's playing and who's who's figuring it out, playing good, and uh, you know who's who's going out. When you when you have a really good basketball team, you have guys that understand and know their roles. And we're still role defining for people, and I'm still learning about people. You know, we have a we have we have four freshmen that I think are really good players, and those four freshmen are going to be big parts of our program. But I don't know them that well. I don't I don't know what they're going to do in a key situation. We learned a lot about ourselves last night, down two with four or five minutes to go. We saw some things happen that we didn't like. We learned from that. Those guys, you know, those guys will improve and get better, and the other guys will get their opportunity. I mean, remember last year? Just think about what happened at last year and think about who was playing when we played Central Michigan in the opening game of that hurricane relief game that we won 108 to 80 or something. And think about the guys that were on the floor versus the guys that were on the floor when Cleveland State knocked us out of the conference tournament. You know, Chris Palambizio played how many minutes? Dan Scott played how many minutes? Uh, no, he didn't. He played more than two minutes. <laughs> no, he's saying we got two minutes left. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. You, you probably didn't hear that. I said, just think how many minutes, and some guy in my ear says, two minutes. <laughs> No, it wasn't two minutes. <laughs> uh, Jake Wolock, Jake Wolock of the Grizz Gang says, I said I couldn't make it tonight, but uh, let the players know Grizz Nation's excited to see them back on the blacktop soon. Um, we got some more. We're probably not going to get to all these. Uh, Anthony How about Gale this one? Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about that one. Week. Now with the new AD on board, can we get those banners hung up again and trophies in the case for everyone to see? We need to celebrate our history. I have, have discussions with our new athletic director about that. that. Very... Uh, succinct discussions about it. So, we are. We're just trying to figure out what's the best way to do it. Um, but those things, by the time the season comes around next year, those things will be up hanging again, and we'll be, we'll, I'll be able to look up there and, and yell at a player and say, look at those, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. 60 seconds left in the show, Coach. Michigan State Friday. Uh, I know everybody wants it. We all want it. Uh, what's your thoughts? Well, I think that in in the past years we've matched up really well with michigan state i don't know if we match up with them real well this year in that uh you know their strengths are offensive rebound that's one of our weaknesses so we'll see how that plays out if we can get that done sure we can win the game there's no question the way we shoot the ball i think we can beat anybody in the country and uh you know we'll find out we'll find out what happens friday night i know this when we play it's always a great basketball game it has been for over a decade so i'm looking forward to it be a great atmosphere, and I know our players are really looking forward to it.
Big thank you to Xavier Hill Mays, Javen Cumberland, all the basketball team as well, Coach Campy. Big thanks to Russ, everybody, the staff here. And most importantly, big thank you to all you that are here tonight for the Greg Campy Show, another great edition. We're off until after the new year. We'll be back here January 2nd. Hope to see you all back here then as well. It's the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live from RJ's Pub. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later. Thanks for listening to The Greg Campy Show. Tune in next week at 7 on your exclusive home for the Golden Grizzlies.